And we join in the line now by our market analyst Clive Ntozabantu Ramatibela. Good morning. So we'll avoid to you, okay, to the rest of the listeners as well. So the block knows no halala. Well, well, <laughs> <laughs> don't, put me, don't put me on the spot here. Don't put me on the spot. <laughs> okay, I, I won't do that. Let's talk about okay, the Asian yeah. stocks uh, tumbling yeah. for a second day. What's going on? It, it is a very, very tough market. Uh, so, you know, I, we, we were looking at what Nomura Holdings reports was going to show because they're one of the companies that we look at because they're so well diversified. So, uh, they reported disappointing earnings, unfortunately, with the oil slump continuing to see um, other energy sectors also as well being hit hard. We saw this even in the U.S. A lot of the companies that are doing what we call the reporting season are starting to report very bad uh, uh, information and it shows that the, um, the impact on the oil price is having a serious problem on them. They call it the glut effect, Sakina. It's hitting all these energy companies really, really hard. The concern that uh, there is too much oil on the world market is underpinning all these losses. And by the way, <laughs> for the first time now, we can prove uh, that even in, uh, in business, uh, too much oil is not good for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, so, so it's time to take an impact. I mean, we look at the U.S. crude, uh, which retreated already 44% this year, uh, waiting by the oil-rich companies and the emerging market companies as well that have been hit very hard. So uh, we also started looking at other things like, for example, BP, remember we spoke about it yesterday, uh, um, also uh, very much in, 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 in big problems there. Despite the fact that they actually produced, uh, they showed that their production uh, numbers were very good, uh, but unfortunately the, uh, the profits are down by 0.98%, which was uh, not welcomed by the markets yesterday. So markets are really gripped in fear about the global economic downturn. But it's not all bad news. Automakers reported mm. strongest U.S. January uh, sales in a decade. That's yeah. good news. Yeah. Yeah, it is good news, and it's showing that even high deep snow couldn't couldn't cool down American uh, demand for new trucks and and sports utility vehicles. So, I, I mean, I I I think that this is one two things. We know that a lot of people are are buying these. I don't know if you would like to buy them, Takina. It's small electric cars, and they're doing a really really well in the automa- uh, uh, automaker sales. At General Motors, for example, Fiat, Chrysler. Automobiles um, and Nissan as well reported surprise sales gains yesterday instead of the predicted declines. While drops for Ford uh, motor car and uh, Toyota as well and Honda uh, were narrowed than projected. So, despite these other three not producing, not having great sales numbers, but it shows that there was some profit gains in the sales as well. So, the number of, if you look at the cars and the manufacturing, you look at, for example, uh, G- General Motors, which is up 0.5%. Ford was down 2.8%, but it was up on the production side. And then we'll look at Fiat Chrysler as well, which is up 6.9%. Uh, Toyota down 4.7%, but the numbers are also higher. Nissan up 1.6%, and Hyundai Kia also up 0.8%. So it's, it's all um, an uneven nature of generous results, uh, some up, some down. But it reinforces investors' concerns that sales may be near a peak and automakers' shares may fall. Uh, but Despite that, the good, the good news is the production is still continuing. And we know that uh, some of the U.S. companies, automakers, rely a lot on the South African market for production and manufacturing.
Mm. And of course, our local market's still very much under pressure. But um, oh. just look at what's going on in Germany. Unemployment rate unexpectedly fell to a record low in January. What we wouldn't give for that. I think you would love this one. So listen to this. The jobless rate slid by 6.2%, the lowest level since German reunification. This is after Berlin Wall and all that, uh, from 6.3% the previous month. Uh, so that this, this, this information confirms two things. The one is that the strategy that Angela Merkel has put into place in terms of a resilient domestic demand continues to show uh, and underpin a strong economic uh, 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 fundamentals for the particular for that particular country. Uh, the economy may be shortly in another for a boost for the European Central Bank considers any more stimulus. But here's the thing: the biggest thing that ever contributed to the labour market is that for the first time, Germany since ten uh, since they started ten years ago, uh, they've seen an increase of seventy three percent of female workers in the in the workplace. Seventy-three percent, Fakina. Seventy-three percent of women are working in Germany. The rise in Germany's employment rate has been driven by that rapid rise in female participation in the workforce. They 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 talk about uh, the reason why this is important, and that's what the rest of Europe is doing. The women are getting involved in engineering. They're getting involved in manufacturing. They're getting involved in factory uh, nominations. Uh, what this has done is is it's made the working environment more more conducive, and it's said that most executives, like uh, the likes of Sheila Picard, uh, the BMW, our Mercedes-Benz, in the technical area, have seen even higher increments of junior staff coming in from the feminine side. So <laughs> I, I'm not saying anything, but I'm saying it may be the strategy we should think about and getting more women in senior executive positions, because this is a result of that. And now they're sitting with the lowest uh, unemployment rate since their history.